Welcome to the Gospel Everyday Podcast, following along with the Mariner's Church annual read. This year, we are reading Knowing God Through the Year by J.I. Packer. We hope that you'll be filled with fresh insight and joy as you spend time discovering more about our thrilling God. Let's be happy that God doesn't treat us the way we typically treat other people. I'm Justin, the online pastor here at Mariner's Church, and welcome to another episode of the Gospel Everyday Podcast. Last day of July, I can't believe we've made it through this month together, and every single Monday I get to spend time with you, and I love that. Let's get ready for a really good August. I know that I'm, I'm looking forward to time with my uh, my kids, my family, and uh, and sweating it out in Arizona. So here is the deal for today. If you read July 31st, it's about zero tolerance. Okay, it's, it's a, the idea that we don't realize how fortunate we are. We maybe take for granted the fact that God treats sin um, and our sinfulness the way that he does, giving us many, many opportunities, repeated opportunities, to accept the forgiveness of Jesus, to turn from our sins and head in a different direction. Now, if you're listening to this, chances are high, I'm not saying 100%, but chances are high, you maybe go to one of our congregations, maybe you, uh, you know, like me, live in the online world, so you're joining Mariners online, and you are saying, you know what, I'm a follower of Jesus. I am a beneficiary of that goodness of God, that that willingness to forgive, to sacrifice his son so that we could have life. And I, I, I accepted Jesus. I said, man, I couldn't do it myself. I needed help and I got help. I, I stood up maybe at one of our congregations. I said, I believe. And, you, and I've, you know, I, I'm, I've changed. I'm a different person now. And yeah, I still make mistakes. And listen, we all do, right? Like I, I still make mistakes too. I'm a pastor. But man, my heart is not to just keep making mistakes because I know I'll be forgiven. I, I want to live like Jesus. I want to look at him as the example. I'm not looking at social media influencers. I'm not, I'm not even looking toward other pastors because other pastors screw up big time all the time. I'm not trying to be a disciple of another pastor. I want to be a follower, a disciple of Jesus. I, I, want, to, I, want, to, I want my life to emulate his life. Now, I, I when I'm when I'm playing basketball, you know, I'm, and I'm terrible at basketball. Yeah, I want to be like Michael Jordan. He's the best of all time. When I'm doing triathlon stuff, I'm thinking of my guy Sam Long. He's he's like a decade younger than me, probably more. He actually lives in Arizona, and I'm a huge fan of him. Sam Long, total stud when it comes to triathlons. And I look at him, and I when I'm on the bike, I'm like, yeah, I'm like Sam Long. Just totally killing it on my trek. But when I'm living life, when I'm playing the game of life. I want to be like Jesus. And so, yeah, Jesus, man, he, he loved all of us. And he gave his life willingly so we could be saved. Now, there's a lot of people out there who are followers of Jesus who would still say, well, you know, people have the chance to follow Jesus. And if they don't, then they're kind of getting what they deserve when, like, the rubber hits the road. And by rubber hits the road, I mean death. When death happens, when you pass on from this world to the next, if you've chosen yourself, your selfishness, the, 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 your gaming on the fact that you have all the answers and you figured it out, you don't need God, you don't need Jesus. Who's this guy walking on water? I saw that at Circus Dole, not that impressive. Like I, I have this put together myself then you are going to have a very, very bad day that day. Because instead of being welcomed into heaven to live eternity with God, worshiping in painlessness and in life forever, 
which is what we believe as Christians, that we have waiting for us after death, you will be separated from God and you will spend eternity in a very uh, uh, dark, dismal, painful, suffering, gnashing of teeth, the worst place you can possibly imagine, called hell. It's not good. And you might think, well, Justin, it feels like you're kind of making light of this. I'm not making light of it. I'm putting it into a realistic perspective because I, I believe that's what we think. We think either, you know, you know, God is for us and and so we're good because we put our faith in him. And and man, I, I want everyone else to know who Jesus is too. But if they don't, then you know, they kind of they reap what they sow. Like they're that's their deal, that's their problem, and they're gonna have to pay the consequences. Man, I disagree so much. Friends, listen to me. I disagree so much. We, we need to take a different approach with our friends, our family, our neighbors, those who don't know Jesus. You know, the, the classic Penn and Teller, I don't, I don't know if you guys know uh, um, Teller. Uh, wait, it's Penn, sorry. The, the, the Penn guy. Um, he, he gave an interview one time, and he talked about that, that if you, about Christians, and he's an atheist, by the way, and this is a famous thing. I'm sure you've seen it in a sermon or something, but basically says how selfish of it must Christians be that if they really believe they have the key to eternal life to keep that to themselves and not share it with others. You know, it's like, it's like having a cure to the disease and walking into a hospital and showing, you know, telling people that you have it, but not, not really showing it to them, or maybe even not bringing it up at all. Just knowing to yourself, man, I, I, when I die, I know where I'm going. I'm going to be good, but not sharing with anyone else the cure to the disease. You know, here's the thing that I think is so important, friends, that we all have repeated, regular, often opportunities to help people see and experience the love of Jesus Christ. And oftentimes we pass on those opportunities because, uh, you know, we don't want to be awkward. We don't want to make the situation awkward. We don't want to make it weird. We're in a business situation. You know, the, these are our friends. We live with them. We don't want to be labeled something. But yet we dress up every Sunday and Saturday and go to church and like, I don't know, maybe we, maybe we sneak into the car, like no one knows where we're going. And we just kind of jet off to, you know, one of our Mariners campuses and our neighbors are like, where do they go every weekend? And they're like, I don't know. Everyone's looking around like, I don't know. They just dress up. They, you know, they go, you know, they, they take these books with them. I don't know what they're doing. You know, how weird would that be? That'd be extremely weird, right? But, and maybe you don't do it that overtly, right? You're like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm going to church. But do we invite people to go to church? Like do do are we active in our invitation? And here's the thing: I can't answer that for you. Only you can answer that for you. Are you active in your invitation to people? If you are not active in your invitation to people, then there might be a part of you that says, and you might not want to verbalize it. You may not even want to acknowledge it because I believe it is a shameful thing to acknowledge. That in your heart, you're like you know, you know, let people you know make their own decisions and and let the dust settle where it is. And if it settles with them being separated from God, then that's kind of is what it is. Now we would never say it like that, but our actions show that because we have many repeated regular opportunities to share the goodness, faithfulness, forgiveness of Jesus Christ with people, and we regularly take the opportunity not to, for reasons that are our own. 
You know, I remember I was going with a friend one time. We were skiing. A guy named Alex Giles, really cool guy. I actually haven't talked to him in, a, in, a, in many, many years, but the, this devotional brought this memory back, uh, back to the forefront of my mind. We went skiing, and I've never gone skiing before in my life. Uh, this is the first time I ever went skiing. He was a really good skier. And I knew nothing about skiing, and and we were both like, you know, I think junior, juniors or seniors in high school. And so he wasn't really teaching me. He was like, yeah, you'll get the hang of it. I did not get the hang of it. I went up to the top of the mountain. It was frightening. And I basically pointed the skis down and I just raced down the hill going extremely fast. I thought I was going to die. And multiple times, I'll be honest with you, I almost did die. One time I fell and I like went end over end and I was I was heading toward one of the, the orange barricade, you know, really kind of shabby um, fences. And I, I hit that and it caught me. But I'm telling you, like I, I really felt like I could have bounced over it and like fallen to my death. Well, on the way home, uh, after you know we shared the stories of how I almost died and we laughed about it, of course, uh, he was uh, going fast in his car, going very, very fast, actually, and uh, uh, like up to like over 100. And you might be thinking, oh, my gosh, is it, this is not good. Yeah, you're right. We we're in high school and it wasn't good. And I would never recommend anyone doing that. It was it was it was ill-advised. Well, we got pulled over by the police and his first reaction was to lie, of course. And I remember the lie because I was sitting there and he's like, well, you know, I, got, I just got this car from my dad. That was a lie. And, you know, I'm trying to figure out this cruise control. Um, you know, and and I, it was just confusing. And I was touching these buttons and it was making the car go faster. All of those were th- the lies. I knew that. And uh, and the cop didn't buy any of it and gave a pretty substantial ticket. You know, he probably, probably could have arrested him. I, I have no idea. But uh, gave a pretty substantial ticket. Knowing that he had lied, he's still my friend. And I could have said, you know what, man, you know, you, you, you kind of got yourself in this situation. You're going to have to get yourself out. Like, this is your problem. You know, this isn't, you know, this isn't my deal. Um, you shouldn't have done that. You know, you got to pay the consequences for that. Yeah, you're right. You know what? The consequences of sin is death. How good is it that God is willing to allow our sinfulness here on earth? just willing to let us live, make our decisions, make bad decisions, choose other things over him often. How good is it? that God is willing to allow that so that we can keep living life. Well, I remember when I went with him to the courthouse, uh, probably three, you know, three weeks to a month later, and I remember speaking on his behalf. Now, I, I couldn't lie and say what he was saying, what he said in the moment was the truth. I, at that point, he had fessed up to the fact, listen, I got to tell the truth, and I agreed with him, obviously. And we went with a friend of ours uh, who was a police officer, and we were able to speak to his character, able to speak to, listen, we're high school kids, we made a bad decision, we regret this, we wouldn't do the same thing. You know, he's a doctor now, he's awesome. Like, we've grown up, right? But in that moment when I could have said, you know, your decisions, those are the results of your decisions. I chose to not and to have my friends back. It is important for all of us to hear this, that while we are living life, being there for our friends does not mean just letting them borrow our extension cords. It doesn't mean just give them a ride to work, you know, because the traffic is crazy. It isn't just Venmoing them, uh, you know, ten bucks to buy lunch. It's not just you know watching their kids for them, you know, they can go so they can go on a date night. It actually means when you know the thing that is life giving, to have the boldness and the willingness to share that with them whenever you can. We're given repeated opportunities to share the goodness, faithfulness, forgiveness of Jesus Christ with people on a regular basis. Let's not diminish what God has put right in front of us. Take the opportunities that you get. Take every single one of them. Because let me tell you the truth. When those opportunities run out on someone, when they die suddenly, when something sudden and catastrophic happens— when you sit there and say, 
oh, I wish I would have found time to share the gospel with them. I wish I would have told them about Jesus. You will regret it. I speak from experience. Do not wait forever. Don't wait for the best moment. Take the moments that you have. This is the very end of July. Let this also be the very end of our apathy in our unwillingness to create an awkward moment, our unwillingness to say maybe an unpopular thing in the moment, and our unwillingness to be examples, to share Jesus, to invite people into forgiveness. I know this was a long one. Thanks for sticking with me. I love you guys out there. Everyone, thanks for tuning in to the Gospel Everyday Podcast. Enjoy the month of August. It literally starts tomorrow. Have a good one. We'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for making the Gospel Everyday Podcast an important part of your day. Hit that subscribe button if you haven't yet, and we'd love it if you could take a few moments to rate and review the podcast. Tune in tomorrow for brand new content. If you'd like more information about Mariner's Church, download the Mariner's app at your favorite app store or visit marinerschurch.org.